0: This is Hallway Chats, where we meet people who use WordPress.
1: We ask questions, and our guests share their stories, ideas, and perspectives. And now the conversation begins. This is episode 68. Welcome to Hallway Chats. I'm Liam Dempsey.
0: And I'm Tara Clays. Today, we're joined by Kevin Cristiano. Kevin is a partner with Tadpole Collective, where he works on business development, database configuration, and web development. He's active in the Civi CRM open source community. He's also deeply involved with organizing WordCamps through the WordPress Global Community Team. Hi, Kevin. Welcome to Hallway Chats.
2: Hi, Tara. Hi, Liam.
1: Hey, Kevin. Thanks for joining us here today out in the hallway. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself, please?
2: So... I live in Philadelphia now. Um, Before that, we lived in New York City. Um, I live with my wife. My son is now grown and living in another state. We're just, you know, we moved to Philly about a year and a half ago.
0: My first time that I met you, I remember, Kevin, I'm going to completely confess my sweet tooth was at WordCamp New York, and it was in Brooklyn. And it was my favorite WordCamp because the afternoon uh, snack was cupcakes and like bowls full of candy and I I just thought you are the best WordCamp organizer. I loved that. So, so how, so were you in New York, you're from New York originally and you were really involved in WordPress there as well, right? Uh,
2: Yeah, I got involved in WordPress back in 2006, I think. And by 2008 I had found the um, New York community and got involved volunteering, organizing. And when we did go to the Brooklyn Marriott, the first year we had box lunches and the feedback was less than stellar. Um, and they couldn't hit the dietary restrictions. So we, in 2015, spent our food minimum on pastry and coffee. And the feedback was incredible. So, you know, the cakes, the cookies, the cupcakes, the cannoli, um, it, it really worked out well. Sugar bribes? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, you know, it, it was New York City is a tough town to find a venue in that's affordable. And yeah. when we did the hotels, you know, the space was, you know, air quotes free, but you had to spend a fortune on catering. And then, you know, it wasn't even good catering. And they couldn't even hit the dietary restrictions. So it was tough. Yeah. But that did work out pretty well.
0: Yeah. I have, have a lot of other word camps adopted that? I haven't seen it anywhere else.
2: No, it's one of, as, as some of the stuff that I have done, it's one of the last word camps where we got away with um, not having a lunch because part of our contract that we tell our attendees is that your $20 per day fee gets you coffee, lunch, and a piece of swag. And, we took away that lunch piece, and it does happen occasionally, but um, from a global perspective, we try to ask that we feed lunch to all the attendees. It's just kind of, you know, the nice thing to do to feed the people.
0: Right, right. And
2: not just junk food.
0: And um, with or without lunch, it's quite a bargain, really. I know mm-hmm. there's some conversation I saw about raising the price, but still, it's you know, I think that's an amazingly low price.
2: Mm-hmm. Even if, I mean, I have to chime in on that. But even if the price does get raised, uh, it's still going to be affordable. I don't predict anything will happen, but a very token increase. Um, we haven't raised a price ever. This is the price when it started. Um, we all inherited that from WordCamp San Francisco, and that's just been where it's it's added as no relation to anything other than someone decided that back in, I don't know, 2000 and early days.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a really interesting conversation. And I, and I want to talk more about WordPress community and your work with the global community team. But tell us a little bit about, before we get into that, tell us a little bit about Tadpole Collective and what is the Civi CRM
2: open source
1: sure. community and
2: project? Okay, so sure. So um, Tadpole Collective, um, was born out of WordCamp New York City. We all met working, volunteering, organizing on WordCamp uh, New York City in 2010-2012 and we came together because there were five of us at the time all doing freelance work and all good at different things. So we decided to partner up and you know leverage each other's skills in order to be able to do more. Um, I hate CSS which means I'm bad at it and it takes me far too long so getting together with someone who could do front-end work was awesome. Um, so that's how we started. And early on, one of, our, um, one of my partners, one of our members um, was involved in May 1st. And May 1st was working on the Occupy Wall Street um, at the time. And they adopted Civi CRM, which is a constituent relationship management system that it was a Drupal module and also a WordPress plugin. So CiviCRM is it's perfect for nonprofits, activist organizations, political organizations, where you need to keep ta- track of your constituents. So and you can actually track your constituent data, donation data, event data, um, memberships, grants, and something called case which is really a workflow module built for um like uh social workers but has many more options so we got involved in the wordpress integration and when it started it was okay and over the last uh,
1: <laughs> that was very diplomatic of you
2: okay um i had different words for it at the time but as with anything else open source um, since I wanted it changed, I showed up, participated, and have been working on it ever since. Um, so we've we've helped build a ton of improvements into Civi CRM with the WordPress integration. And it's now a really um, solid product on WordPress where it's, you can kind of, you know, the CRM does, The same features across Joomla, WordPress, Drupal, uh, Joomla Joomla and Backdrop, Um, I think I said them all. So it's kind of neat to be working on an open source project that embraces multiple CMSs, because you learn a little bit about each community and how they work, and it gives you a lot more um, perspective on how different people do things, and you learn from that.
1: Yeah, that's really interesting to make. I suppose the CRM aspect of it is independent, right? And the yeah. the plugin and the module and whatever Joomla and Backdrop call that kind of functionality are just the connectivity between the, the respective CMS and the
2: CRM. Yeah, we have basically a, the core module is, is the meat and the potatoes, as I think of it. And then the, there's the WordPress repo or the Drupal repo or the Joomla repo, et cetera. And that actually provides the CMS-specific functions that link so that you, when you log in, the user is connected to a contact. And this way we can display content on the front end. Um, you know, you can use Citi CRM just in the back end. We have a couple of clients who don't ever publish a single form on the front end. It's all for internal staff. Um, It's all how they manage their data. And, you know, I embrace that because owning your own data and not being reliant on some paid service that one day will send you an email that explains that the price is up 423% is something that I'm not in favor of. Um, I want the organizations to, you know, have their data, have a backup of their data and be able to take it and go wherever they want. It's, It's their data
0: yeah that's often an issue when you're when you're working with nonprofits who use these third party services to do all of those things, right? Is that then it's not in their hands. So it's a great option. Mm-hmm. I've looked into it a number of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. how what's your background, Kevin? How did you even get started in in all this development and WordPress stuff? Let's go back in time further.
2: So I guess my background. I guess if you go back to education, I you know accounting and economics are what like my degree might say. Um, but in oh god, I guess it's now about what twelve years ago or so, um, my wife built a website and it became popular and needed help, and I learned about WordPress through her. And I had at that time kind of switched gears and I was doing um, enterprise accounting solutions. I think that was the phrase, the the marketing phrase. Basically, I was working in New York City and going to large enterprises and installing and maintaining and building their back-end accounting system. Um, And I was doing very heavy uh, SQL, very good match. So that got me involved in WordPress, but I had to learn. And that's how I found the community, and that's just how I got involved. Because she needed help,
0: and and I know she's also involved in the WordPress community as well. So, did 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 you pull her in after you started getting involved, or did you both jump in together, or how did that work out?
2: So I got involved because you know I needed help. Uh, I, I was I was doing things. I was doing it wrong, as they say. But I got involved early on in volunteering and got to meet people that I had access and got to learn the right ways and got to benefit from that. And I saw these WordCamps were a great place. So I encouraged encouraged Laura to come and join me. And um, she finally did in 2015. 2015 was the first WordCamp that she went to, and it was Scranton. Um, And it was unique because that was one of the only WordCamps I've seen in recent years where Matt Mullenweg showed up and did a &A. So her first So her first WordCamp, she got to see Matt Mullenweg. Uh. Um, We had a great time. And from there, you know, that was the, I guess, the aha moment for her is she's like, I can do this. I could speak. I know this stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah, you do. And that's how she got involved.
0: That's great. It's neat to see uh, a couple together in word camps. There are a few, a few couples you see at a number of word camps, and you guys are, are. It's fun to see you together. So that's neat that you share that. My husband has no idea or interest in WordPress. So. Do you talk about it in the evenings? And I mean, is WordPress like? Do you put it aside, or how do how do you manage that? I guess, with your your balance in your relationship.
2: Becomes a bit of a challenge because we do talk about it at night. We do talk about it at times. And I tend to start my day at around somewhere between 630 and 730 Eastern. um, And I'm done by 7 p.m. um, local time. Whereas Laura is a night owl and she keep going. So at a certain Mm -hmm. point. You know, that we I, that we have to like kind of shut it down, and we've been, we've both been on the organizing team for WordCamp US for two years, so that's a constant um, topic that you we can converse on. So you know, the, I don't know if we've got a good balance yet, um, but we do speak about WordCamps and WordPress quite often.
0: Yeah, I imagine your social circle. You must have a big social circle that you share that way too. That's.
2: I mean, for me, for for me, definitely, over the years, most of my contacts and people that I see all revolve around a WordPress or City CRM communities. It really has. Hmm.
0: That's
1: interesting. And like Tara, my 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 better half has little interest in wordpress and you know aside from can i make the institute that she founded a website and can we help keep it running but like hey let's go to WordCamp. no, no. <laughs> all right fair enough to each, her, to each her own to each his own kevin let me let me swing us around to one of our signature questions here and ask you about your definition of success how would you define success in a personal and or professional way? How do you define success?
2: I don't know that I have a single definition. Um, I define it more transactional. Um, So success on a project is that it launches. Um, You know, on the simple level, I try to keep things simple. So professionally, I guess, success is keeping your clients satisfied Uh, building good products and giving back to the community. If I can do all of that in a project, that's a professional success. Um, One of the things that we like to do is when we're building a project for a client, it's, we're actually looking at giving them what they need, but also improving the underlying product. I'm really speaking about CiviCRM, not WordPress here. We don't work on the code on that. Um, So that's how I, look at a professional success um, on a personal level. Um, it's really a per, 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 personal success for me would be, you know, balancing the, the work and the life and having time to do the things I want to do. So I do kind of feel as if I'm failing on a personal level because I don't, I, I seem to run out of time, but that would be how I'd, to find personal success. You know, it's getting that balance going.
0: What do you do um, toward that? Toward that definition, I would say toward that goal. But what are some important things that you do every day? To
2: so yeah. So sorry to cut you off there. So I saw this talk at WordCamp DC that talked about productivity tools and things to use. Yes. So I started. <laughs> um, <laughs> if You know where this thanks, is going. Thanks
0: for the plug, or perhaps <laughs> maybe not. I don't know. Where this is going. Wait
2: for it. Wait for it. Go ahead, Kevin. So what I what I do every day now is I've always had to track time. Well, maybe not always, but maybe the past 15 years. So I'd always use a time tracker, and I'd try to. How did I do? But then I actually installed the tools that actually monitored how many hours a day I was on the computer. Um, a digital to-do list where I'd see how many things I did per day, how many days in a row. So I look at all of those because I love data and metrics. And um, I'm sure part of it is gamesmanship that I like to see the numbers go up. But I look at this, I look at the time management. Those are what's very important because my scheduling and how I balance all the different projects and all the different communities that I volunteer time for need that so those are some of the most important things that I have to do every day when I start the day Um, and how could that help with the um, personal success goals is yeah if I could start balancing and not be on the computer um, as many hours per day as I can clearly see I am now
0: yeah do you enjoy it The the time go by fast when you're in front of the computer for hours and you're like, it's usually you log in at 730 and then all of a sudden it's 7pm and you're like, wow, where'd the day go? Or how, how how does that happen?
2: Yeah, Most of the time, because I am one of the, one of the improvements that I did make years ago was when I guess 2012 was when I fully went out on my own where there was, you know, that was it. You know, I'd always done a bit of that and balanced two different things. Cause I also do work in accounting and finance and I do still do some consulting work there um, <clears throat> as opposed to just web development and being able to keep my own schedule. I'm able to choose what I do and do what I want to do. Mostly. I think all of us know we don't get to do that all the time. So for me, yeah, most of the time I do enjoy what I'm doing. We all have those situations in those days that, you know, we want to reset. But, yeah, I do enjoy it most of the time.
0: Yeah, I think that's an important aspect of it. I know it's easy to beat yourself up over how much time you spend in front of the computer. I do that a lot, and I'm trying to spend less time. But then on the other hand, sometimes I say, you know what, it's very satisfying. And, and it's, you know, if you are getting things done, you're volunteering, you're doing lots of good things. So. So there is the balance. Um, what what else do you like to do when you're not in front of the computer, Kevin?
2: Well, since we moved to Philly, I think the, the thing I've really enjoyed doing the most is exploring the restaurants and the bars in town. And we're not done with that yet.
1: Um, I so, hope not. You've only been here, what did you say, for about a year or so. so yeah, yeah. If you're almost done, you've been out and about a lot. Okay. <laughs>
2: Well, you know, we have been out a lot, but um, <laughs> no, we're still exploring the different areas. So we do that. Um, you know, as far as other things that I do, not very often anymore, but the one thing that I want to bring back as a goal is I used to do a lot of hiking and I want to get back into that. Um, I'm kind of excited because um, next week I'm at a Civi CRM event and it's a week long event and it's an area next to some really good hiking trails that. I used for years before I moved down to Philly. So I'm going to organize a couple of hikes during that and, you know, try to not work 20 hours a day as you can at the kind of event that that is. So
1: there's some great hiking in and around Philly. That's for sure. Have you, have you been to ringing rocks park yet?
2: I don't know. I've, done the at from wind gap through to new york so i went okay. through a good swath of pennsylvania but i don't but when i did it i really wasn't aware of the area
1: so there's a place called ringing rocks park it's about an hour north of philly up in bucks county and it's exactly what it sounds like it's about three or four football fields of rocks that if you strike them with a hammer they ring so you just okay. bring out hammers and pound on rocks for a while. It's, it's, it's a little
2: simple, but it's a lot of fun. I've been
1: That's there a lot.
2: And, and they don't break and shatter?
1: Well, sometimes some specks hit your face. But no, I mean, these are boulders. These are massive rocks. And if, okay. when you get there, you'll see that a number of them have sh- show signs of having been hit with a hammer repeatedly. but. Uh, I mean, they call it Ringing Rocks Park for a reason. And as wow. you're walking in, you see all these families walk in with little hand tools and hammers and things like that. So it's a, there's some hiking, too. There's a little waterfall that you can walk down and see, too.
0: You wonder to, how someone discovered that. You know, do people just go around banging on rocks to see find one that rings? That's an unusual thing. I've never heard of it. Cool. Well, it's a whole
1: boulder field. It's, like, pushed by the glaciers, right? So the glaciers were pushing this at the front end of it. And I think... Somebody historically got up there and just pounded it. Cause it's like three or four football fields of boulders. So young boys and girls being young boys and girls would inevitably bang something on it. Um, Kevin, let me leave hiking behind for just a moment and swing towards advice. One of our questions that we like to dig into is advice that we have received. So what is, what is the single most, or one of the most valuable, pieces of advice, either personal or professional, that you have ever received and successfully implemented in your life?
0: It could be hiking-related, actually. It doesn't. We don't have to leave hiking. Maybe it's you know something like watch where you're walking.
1: <laughs> good point, Tara. Good point.
2: You know, I remember that you've asked this before to others, and I've I've thought about how I would answer that. Um, And I don't know who gave me the advice because it's something that you hear variations on and, you know, and I think that, and it does apply both professionally and personally, and it comes down to that, you know, perfect is the enemy of good or, um, you know, ship early and iterate Um, variations on, you know, don't hold back until it's picture perfect, you know, do it, make it good, make it work. But, you know, don't be afraid, ship it, just do it. Um, I mean, they're all variations on the theme. And it was one of the things that when I joined the WordPress community that I realized, and um, I I used, I like to tell people, don't be afraid of version one. I love when I see plugins at 0.9.9.9.9. Like, come on, don't be afraid. It's okay to say version (laughs) 1.0. There's always a 1.0. You're, you I know one plugin that uh, that's been at 0.9. Something now since 2010. And uh-huh. it's really a version like 16 at this point. But, you know, what do version numbers mean? But that's the best advice is that, you know, you can't make it perfect. You have to know when to stop. It really helps when you're dealing with clients with scope creep. As they keep asking for things, it's really – variations on that of, you're right, we can always make it better, but, you know, time and money are the enemy there, and we have to find a point where this is working, this is good, this is going to be what we ship, and personally, yeah, we can have perfect, you know, if if I wouldn't cook until I can make the perfect meal, I would starve, or I'd be out to dinner every night, and neither <laughs> would work, <Me> too. so... <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm a fan of that advice. I follow that advice as well. I think there's a it's a personality type that can adopt that advice more easily than others. There's a personality uh, working style um, analysis called the disk survey, D I S C if either of you heard of that before. It it does it it, it analyzes your working style and you fall into either D I S or C. And D is that style of Get it done, cross it off, move on. And the C is the person who is just—that's the point nine 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 personality type who just is wants everything to be perfect. And um, and it's hard if your client is a C and you're a D. That's a really hard thing to manage, I find, and to be uh, to communicate patiently and kindly when you're feeling like okay i know but but really i have to move on to something else now so i i think that's good advice that's hard to follow for a lot of people
1: yeah i think i think it can definitely be a challenge and uh and it's one of those things that if we take the time in dealing with clients or ourselves and kind of rationalize through the argument. We always say, yeah, it's good enough. We should totally go live. So should we publish it tomorrow? Oh, no. Let me have another couple of days to think about it, right? It's that there's one more. There's one more. There's one more. There's one more. That's a challenge. Uh, I've said this before on this show, but my wife's grandmother, who I was uh, never able to meet, uh, she passed away before I met my wife, had a variation of this same theme that was, if it's worth doing well, it's worth doing poorly. Just get it done. And uh, I kind of like the, the blunt approach of that. <laughs> you could, and, and what you were saying, Kevin, you can always fix it. You can always do it better. That's the beauty of the web. It's not print. Mm-hmm.
2: And that's one of the things that I really like about WordPress and the community and the WordCamps because they're a safe place to fail because... We're all in this together. And it's when you sit in your cubicle office, coffee shop, and you're working on this, you start to believe that you're the only one messing this up, that everybody else is better than you and you are the worst in the world. Then you go to these word camps. And one of the things I learned early on was, oh, my God, there are people that are so much better than me. But wait a minute. I know some stuff that others don't. I'm not, uh, you know, I've got something to give and boy, do I have something to get. And then with the WordPress community, people are willing to share and help you gain the skills. It's not cutthroat, you know, I'm not going to help Kevin because then he's going to go steal my clients. Um, It's something that I really enjoy because at least from the perspective I take on, going for business, as long as open source wins, then that's a win for me. Yeah, I want the business. I want the client. But, you know, if we keep them on WordPress or Drupal or Joomla and on a solution that fits them, that's really the the most important factor.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's a great thing about the open source community. Another great thing about the open source community as it applies to WordPress is the is the uh, are the different teams and you we mentioned at the beginning that you're really involved in the global community team so i know we're um coming up to the end of our time but i'd love to have you share with us a little bit about what you do what uh with the global community team and what that team is for people who might not know
2: the global community team is the team that facilitates wordpress events worldwide so we are the team that helps Meetups get started locally that are chapter meetups. And a chapter meetup just means a WordPress meetup that um, is listed under the WordPress.org account and follows the five rules. Many meetups that are not chapters still follow these. Um, And WordCamps. We help fund, well, obviously, we help organizers run WordCamps and we do a lot of funding, planning, advice, mentoring. So what I do specifically. Um, I got involved basically because in the early days I was in New York, which was so expensive and I needed to change the way we handled money and sponsorship in order to have enough money to have those wonderful desserts. Um, and I needed, I got involved directly in the sponsorship program and I was one of the people on the team that started the global sponsorships and got that done. So I still focus mainly on Word camps, budget review, global grants, finance um, and you know, that type of thing, if that's not too vague and weird of an answer.
0: No, that's helpful. I think it's not always clear to people um, how these events, how meetups and word camps, especially how they come to be. Especially as we talked about, for $20 a day, mm-hmm. uh, it takes a lot of effort on the back end um, to make those things happen. So, we're grateful to you and your team for helping us have great experiences at WordCamps. They are life changing for people.
2: Well, I think so.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, certainly as the WordPress community has grown to the size that it is and the structure around WordCamps and and you know practically every community that wants one in wordpress meetups uh almost every few miles if you will in, in a good way that uh it's really amazing to see the infrastructure behind it that makes that happen and the, and the team that works so hard it's uh, not a small amount of work and certainly through my involvement on organizing wordcamp philly for a number of years now and being involved in wordcamp us as an organizer for a couple of years it's uh it's a massive amount of work and energy that goes in. So thank you to you and your colleagues for the work that you're doing on that. Really, really appreciate it all. Alas, we are out of time. But before we we say goodbye to you, Kevin, I invite you to share with us where people can find you online, please.
2: Oh. So online, I guess, well, uh, tadpole.cc is the website um, for Tapo Collective, where you can find me online, Kay Cristiano in most places, Twitter. Um, I do a lot of social media reading, not um, publishing, uh, but that is where to find me.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you very, very much for joining us today. It's been an absolute pleasure.
0: Thanks, Kevin. Okay.
1: Thank you both. Bye, Bye for right. now. Thanks for listening to the show. We sure hope you enjoyed it as much as we did.
0: If you like what we're doing here, meeting new people in our WordPress community, we invite you to tell others about it. We're on iTunes and at hallwaychats.com.
1: Better yet, ask your WordPress friends and colleagues to join us on the show. Encourage them to complete the Beyond the Show form on our
2: site to tell us about themselves.